You're listening to Who Wears the Pants. This is Mike. This is Chris. And we're going to talk to you about the No Pants Dance. Yeah. <laughs> With Tila Tequila? Yeah. Yeah. No. I probably should enunciate when I say Tila Tequila. You're like Tila Tequila? <laughs> it sounded like you had drank a whole <laughs> bottle of Tila. Oh, my God. I love tequila. Tila. Tequila. Uh, um, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. I hate tequila. Yeah. Really? You know, it's not bad. Um, but if I'm going to do a hard alcohol, I much prefer whiskey. Mm, I mm. love whiskey. I did, I'm a bourbon drinker. I like rye. Mm. It turns into pee-pee. Yeah, the Irish whiskeys, I'll drink them, but I'm not so crazy about them. I just learned that I'm not much of a scotch guy. Uh, scotch, scotch isn't I, my favorite. Yeah, you know, I when I was a younger man, I enjoyed cheap scotch. Ooh. You know, like Johnny Walker kind of scotch. Yeah. But like quality scotch, it it is medicinal at best, and it's just tastes like asshole at worst yeah i you know i uh we went out with tara's co-workers and i i kept my shit together basically until it was time to leave and yeah then, you, you told me all yeah, about it actually before we started recording yeah. and it sounds like your shit was not together no no, no it was together <laughs> until it was time to leave see that's what i learned i was nice to everybody until i got on the phone right and once I got on the phone, I was like, oh, we're best friends. No, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. And Tara's like, you can't yell at people in the parking lot. And I'm like, you can't tell me what to do. <laughs> <laughs> You're not my mom. <laughs> You're my wife. Yeah. <laughs> um, You're just another woman that I don't fuck and I fight. <laughs> uh. <laughs> so tonight we are going to talk about the dissolution of a relationship. About, about death. About Death. the end of a relationship. Yeah, the end of a relationship. And, yeah, yeah. Whether that whether that relationship. We actually the whole thing that sparked it is we were talking about Stan Lee dying and yeah. I was you know, Chris was Chris does another show called Entertain the Geeky. Yeah. And they talk about all things geeky, primarily comic books. And yeah, they that. were talking about how, you know, there's a sort of an emergency episode when Stan Lee died. Yeah. Uh with this is what we're recording this what, two days after Stan Lee's death? He died yesterday. Oh, so a day. So yeah, the, the so this day, is a day later. So we, yeah. we recorded that that today before right. we did this here gotcha um and yeah i basically i went recorded a podcast yeah. got back home so i could record right and, and, I, and i essentially was of the opinion that you know uh, first of all the man was 95 years old he had a remarkable run it's not that i don't care that he died but i fuck, i didn't know the guy right and and even though my life was impacted to some degree by his works i don't feel any any level of sadness in his passing yeah my my sadness is more so um it's it's just it's like the sad to see you go thing sure you know how you can have a friend move or a friend that you're not going to see for a little yeah, bit you i don't see remember them. that person anymore okay we well, yeah you do no but, i don't oh, okay so somebody that you only see at a con this is for you and you know that, oh, I'm not going to see you till next year. Kind of get a little bit bummed out about it because you have a nice time when you see that person. Yeah, John John Wells, Ryan Friedrich. So, yeah, there's a number of people I that just, I could list. That I, I just named your, your yeah, Stan Lee's. Yeah, I just – well, no, if Ryan Friedrich – fuck, I'd go to his funeral. Yeah. Well, I mean, so – Because he's actually a human being that I know that, and interact with both, you know, online and in person. That's one of the things – I that, never met Stan Lee. That's one of the things that we talked about. So I was like, you know – it's so weird that somebody that I've never met or had a conversation with has had a very profound impact on my life because I wouldn't do my other podcast were it not for his body of work. 
Yeah, but I, I get I get that. I really do. But like, and this is something that just just rips me raw when celebrities die. Mm-hmm. You know, like when David Bowie died or yeah. Carrie Fisher. I was like, I was like, you did not know that person. What yeah. the fuck? You're more sad about that than well, okay, I'm not going to care when my parents die. But that's that's a whole different thing. It, it is a whole different thing, yeah. and it's so like I said because you and I were having a conversation off here. It's not like my grandma or grandpa died. Like, that's a very, very different thing. It's not somebody that was there as I was growing up. But it is somebody that's impacted my life. And because of that, you're sad to see him go. And sure. I, I think somebody like that impacts somebody like uh, – I God, I sound like a dick. But somebody like me more than the average bear – because I'm very invested in that. Sure, and I get that. And for when David Bowie died and people who were into music and created music and produced music yeah. and were really into music, I understand that there's this passing of an icon. I get that yeah. to a certain degree, but I am unmoved by those things. I mean, in fact, when Getty Lee from Rush dies, I'm going to be like, well, eh, yeah. Okay. People die. Yeah, people die. It's just, fuck, it's what we do, right? They do, but that, that, that's kind of, the, that's one of the beautiful things about it also. It's the closing of a chapter and to see uh, such a marvelous book written. Oh, my oh, God. Not yes. only are you. Puns. Oh, my <laughs> but God. To, yeah, to see something like that and then you're like, oh, it ends. And then, like, it, it's sweet. It's a, it's a guy had a good go. Yeah. Like 95 years kicking ass the whole time. That's a good fucking go. No, he had, a, he had a really, really good Got run. To, he good was for with him, his but wife. I actually don't care that he died. He was with his wife for like 69 years. That's fucking awesome. Like most people would be lucky to have that. You know what I mean? Right. Or 76 years. Some stupid fucking number that nobody ever gets. Yeah, more more time than a human being was intended to be married. So marriage more is, time than a human was intended to be alive. Yeah, marriage is a marriage is a, a, a foolish institution in a time where we live as long as we do. We died when when you were an old man when you were 35, marriage made sense. It does not make sense today. But that's not that's a different that's a that's well, okay, maybe it is a similar thing. So the the thing that bothers me, and, and this is where so when my parents die, I don't think my needle's going to be moved. Um, when my grandmother, when my mom's mom died, my needle was moved a little bit because I had fond memories of her as a person. Um, I have friends that I've been, guys that I've known for, that, that I was very close with who've moved away. And I, I just don't think about them. I don't reach out to them. I don't look for them at fa- you know, on Facebook. I just don't. I don't know. For me, ending of a relationship is a very, very simple thing. Breaking ties with someone has always been a very, very simple thing, except for two situations. When I am intimately involved with a person, the dissolution of that relationship is very, very challenging. And when other people's romantic relationships end, they make me sad. You know, I just, it just, it just makes me sad. Like I've got, I've got a buddy who's getting divorced. I just helped him move out of his apartment into his condo over the weekend. And I'm sad for him. I'm sad for that thing that he invested in, that thing that he worked to build. Yeah, you're a hopeless romantic. Being, being over. That is sad to me. But, you know, Prince dying, I just don't, I can't, I can't, I, I can't be challenged to care less. And that's fair. You know what's so interesting? You sound like a sociopath a little bit. So 
and I I love that I get to call you this now. Yeah, no, because true. you're you're like the ending of someone's life or relationship or whatever. If I never see them again, that's okay. Well, it just doesn't it, it just doesn't impact me. I just don't feel it. No, and that's that's it, sociopaths say things like that. Um, <laughs> God, it's so sweet. It's I get why you did it. it. Uh, no, but so, like if you and Tara break up, if you guys broke up, like when you were split. Yeah, I was I was sad because you guys were like you were my ideal couple of beauty, and it 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 it, it impacted me, that it affected me, impacted me too. Well, I know, but not the same romantically affected. Well, by I it. I think that's the thing. So with somebody like you, let's analyze you a little bit here. So you like the idea of romance, and you like the, I do. I love romance. I know. So you like the idea of these butterflies and that that sweetness, that one that one person. I yeah, no, I, do. I absolutely do. And this is because you have detachment issues with your parents. No, that's that's probably true. It's absolutely true. So when you have this break, you have one relationship that matters. So that's why you can kick anybody to the wayside because your most intimate relationships with your uh, friends and stuff like that that you're okay losing and stuff. Um, you're like, all right, no big deal. I could cut my own parents out. But when it comes to that one person, all of your eggs are in one basket. Right. So you, you no, relate that, totally true. you relate that to somebody else and you're like, Oh, well, all their eggs are in that basket and that basket is falling on the ground right now. And that yeah. sucks. So you see that and that breaks your heart a little bit. So I understand why it's just, biz- it's yeah. bizarre that, um, because you're a smart guy that you, you've not. I oh know. no! I, so no, I, I totally, I totally get it. I actually, I had that revelation. So I don't want to get too much into it, but you know, my wife and I have been together for a long time, and yeah. we hit kind of a rough patch, and we started seeing a, a marriage counselor, seeing yeah. a, seeing a therapist, and that is actually something that I said to the therapist is I said, look, I've, I have never fully committed to anything in the entirety of my life. I have never fully invested myself in any relationship except this one. Mm -hmm. And I, unrealistic and unfair as it is, I had expectations about the two people who bore me into this world, whose jobs were to raise and nurture and protect me, did not do their job. They didn't even attempt to do their job. The person that I chose to spend the rest of my life with was supposed to be better than that. And that realization, the shattering of the illusion of of what I had built in my mind, yeah. was really difficult. So, I'm I'm very very similar to you in that respect because I I dude I'm fucking all in in this relationship right. and uh, I I was having a conversation with Tara recently and I was like you know um, I was like it's probably not fair but I associate my entire identity with our family right like that's all that matters to me in this world and if i don't have that i feel like i have nothing and it's you can be like when we did have our spot where she had broke up with my ass for a minute um that was awful and she's like i just needed a time out she's like if you would have left my ass alone i'd have been back way faster Hmm. she just wanted to get the fuck away from me for a minute i guess right uh so okay yeah see i don't know i don't understand that no that's insane um, that's, that's insane. And that's neither here nor there. I think it's, I think that is yeah. a bullshit thing. Yeah. And, and is, and, and this is going to sound terrible to, mm-hmm. to the listening audience and probably most terrible to you since, you know, I'm having this conversation with yeah. you and we're making eye contact, but the relationship with my wife is the only relationship I've ever cared about losing. Yeah, no, absolutely. I completely agree. Um, with the exception of I've got kids. 
Right. So like there's there's a group of people like I can tell you the only reason I was able to function at all mm-hmm. when she had left was because two people needed me. Like if if they didn't, I'd fucking I right. probably wouldn't be kicking, dude, cuz I I wasn't eating all kinds of sh- I just I was a shell, dude. Yeah. I was a mess. And uh it's funny a coworker that had left the company that I was with at the time, she came to work one day and was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And I was like, huh? And she's like, you look like shit. She's like, you're too skinny. She's like, your pants are falling off you. You look like you're a mess. What's going on? And I was like, this is what's going on. She's like, I'm so sorry. But, you know, when when your entire life is mm-hmm. built on that one thing, and I guess it's, you know, damn you for doing it kind of thing. Right. Uh, but when everything, all of your eggs are in that basket, truly it is absolutely earth shattering to think that that basket could fall. Right. And your eggs could be everywhere or gone even. Right. And that's, that's absolutely terrifying. And it's one of those things where you have to decide, okay, do I swallow my pride? Do I, do I deal with this person and the fact that they can be an asshole too? Or, and cause that's really what it is. Okay. Can I accept this person now? Now that I understand that the world is not what I thought, can you accept that person then or no? And is there, is there shame in that? Well, and that's, and that's hard too, because I think that for me on some level there, are you a fool to forgive? Oh yeah. I have yeah. To, you, there's, there's the concept of, am I devaluing myself right. by remaining? And that's one of those things that you're not you know, you don't want to be like, oh, well, I'm so worthless that I have to have this this thing that I don't think is actually right. perfect. But realistically, and this is right. truly honestly, no matter who you are with out of the fucking seven or eight billion people that are on the planet, none of them are going to be perfect. No. Not one of them. No, in fact, it, no one no one is going to be the 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 myth that I have created for who they are. Oh, right? absolutely. I mean, you you never truly know someone, and when you do, it is. I don't want to. So somebody never really truly even knows themselves, and I think that's one of the things that makes it really really difficult to be in a relationship. Yeah. So when you think you have somebody figured out, you don't. That person doesn't even have their self figured out, and by generally you're not completely figured out by the time that you die so to think that right. i can figure you out entirely over the course of 20 30 years 10 years 5 years 6 months however long you've been with somebody is absolutely asinine right well and it's interesting too because my wife and i were talking about this recently uh just the other day that uh we were watching a tv show and i i love teen romance team angst and drama oh absolutely you know love triangles and just i mean just i mean veronica mars and the stuff with i love it right and um i was making fun of a tv show that we're watching we're watching this uh this uh the chronicles of sabrina or whatever it's called on netflix yeah oh yeah but and and it's it's got some big flaws but the young lady that plays Sabrina is fantastic. She is and, awesome. And the uh, the whole, you know, Harvey, Nick, love, I mean, I love that stuff, right? 
But, you know, she, when she tells Harvey she loves him, I'm like, you're fucking 16 years old. You have no idea what no love concept is. Of love. Your blood, your body is just, just flooded with chemicals. And, and you have this, this, this need to touch and to feel and to do, but that's not love. You don't know what love is. And my wife, my wife's like, my wife's like, we've been together since we were 17. And I'm like, and we didn't know what love is. She's like, oh, really? When did you said you love me? And I'm like, well, she's like, when did you know what love was? I said, I don't know. I was 30. So, and then, then I said, but I didn't really understand what love was until I was 43. Now I am 43 at this moment. And I really didn't get it until we are starting a rough patch. Yeah. And I, I didn't really understand what it meant to love someone. That's fair. And, and until that just hammer of reality hit me. Well, until you, you – we are we are enamored by the idea of infatuation. Right. Infatuation is so great, Bob. It's not. It's fucking poison. You're infatuated with somebody early on because you don't know somebody. And you do create a story about what this right. person is or what they represent. Right. And that's beautiful. Yeah. And that was, it was actually Chris and I were talking about, I don't think it was on the mics. We were talking about infidelity, I think at work once yeah. and uh, just finding other people more attractive than your spouse. And I'm going to paraphrase, paraphrase Chris here because he's not nearly vulgar enough. And you said, and again, paraphrasing, the only reason you think she's hot is because you're not fucking her. Yeah. You know, the only reason that other person it's is because you don't live with her. Right. You yeah, know, that's the you, only thing. Because you think the grass attractive. is greener, but you know it's, it's just not. not. It's not. Well, and you know what's so weird? So since we're talking, I guess we're we're in odd territory here, because um, we're not really on that dissolution of a relationship or the but, well, shattering but, but, of one, but things but, that could become shattering. That, well, then then you get to the point, and this is where I think the conversation was going to go. Mm-hmm. We transition into when do you end a relationship and. You know, you run the risk of ending something prematurely and unnecessarily versus being in something for far too long. But let's get back to what you were going to say. Well, okay. I don't even remember because we just got I just back derailed you. I yeah, ruined you. A little bit. That's okay. Yeah. Um, shit, what was I going to say? I don't know. I guess it does, I guess it wasn't that profound. Yeah. So I probably don't need to say anything. Yeah, it was probably foolish. Was, it, I, actually, oh, I think absolutely. that I've done 100%. you and the listeners a, a favor. <laughs> the listeners for not wasting their fucking time. And you for not embarrassing yourself yeah, by blathering Yeah, you for not stupid. having to listen to it. Yeah. <laughs> Golly. You're really, you are, it was about me. You're like a Mother Teresa. <laughs> I actually called Jason that tonight, too. It was uh, beautiful. I I love Jason so much. And yet... So he was talking about reading every comic that came out in a week because that's something that he did. Oh, yeah, when, when he re- worked for yeah. the shop, man. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Every comic that came out he read, and he did that so that he could relate to everybody that came in and that read books. Right. And I was like, you are a much better person than I am. I was like, there's like 25% of me that is good. I know this. Most of me is awful. I live with me. Most of you is good. If that's how you think about things and like that, he's like, I just wanted to be good at my job. I'm like, you wanted to provide a great experience to other mm. people. Yeah. See, here's, here's the thing about you though. And, and you're right. It was important to Jason. Um, but the thing about you is, is that you are more good than you want to give yourself credit for only because you actively put forth effort to be a good husband and a good father and a good friend. I do. 
I, I do those things. Yeah. Like I won't deny that. Yeah. Uh, when I see, conversely, I do not do those things. You do. I am a coaster. You actually, you have a very, very good heart, and you open up to me about some stuff that sure. you've not said to other people. And no, that's true. Actually, and, and and in fact, the 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 whole story about what's going on in my marriage, I've only told four people. Yeah. Yeah, that's fucking yeah. crazy. Um, so it's it, you know that, that I mean it's it's just one of those things. Like I, you you're a you are a legitimately sweet person, and I've watched you try to do things to make other people's lives easier. I've I've observed it with my eyes. Then, but 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 okay, and this is this is going to sound terrible, but if I decided that I was going to move to another state and open a store, yeah. I'd be like sometimes I'd be like, man, I miss Chris Parsons. Maybe. That's fine. Maybe I wouldn't do that. Like I got a buddy, I got a buddy who, I mean, was basically a little brother to me who I used to see all the time. I haven't seen him in forever and I don't think about him. I don't text him. I don't reach out to him. I just, it, it's, you know. Your I mean, eggs are in another basket. Yeah. Well, and that's, that's fine and dandy. I, uh, I just want to, I, I, I have this idea of meeting my maker and I really, 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 there's a lot of things that I just don't want to have to answer for when I'm there. Oh, so, Jesus. So, be the worst. So I avoid them. And I avoid them with a fucking ferocity. Yeah. And that, like Tara and I were having a conversation the other night. I don't even remember what exactly it was we were talking about. And she's like, you're actually a very, very good person. And I was like, excuse me. And she was <laughs> no, like. you punched her. I did. <laughs> and I she like, threw tears, like, tears in a fat lip. You're like, who's good now? <laughs> You don't say that to me. Uh, but she was like, you're actually a good person. Um, and it was, I'm extremely critical of what I do. And I think you should be like, I think that's good. And uh, she's like, she's like, no, it's like, it's kind of a freak thing. She's like, no, nobody analyzes themselves like that. And I was like, well, I, f I drive myself crazy like that. Yeah. And it's, it's such a bizarre thing. So like, I, I understand what you're saying here, but also I, you're, you're better than you think. I really, that's where I so can go with this. Let's, let's steer this back to the subject yeah. at hand. Yeah. So pretty much everybody who's listening has been through some kind of breakup, the end of a relationship, mm -hmm. um, the, perhaps the end of a marriage. How did you know that it was time to end the marriage with your first wife? So before I got married, it was time to end the marriage. Uh, so did you, did you stay in it? You stayed in it too long? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. So the reason I was, and I'm, I'm, I'm grateful that I did because had I not, it would have been a much more difficult task getting to custody of my son. Mm -hmm. Uh, so with, with that, um, I got married because I was having a kid. Right. And actually a good buddy of mine, the day that I was getting married and my mom and like three other people were like, dude, you don't have to do this. Like they knew that it, yeah, no, it, was a bad it, idea. it wasn't yeah. for me and they knew it. I knew it, but I was like, I have to do this. This is the right thing to do. Hindsight's 2020. It wasn't the right thing to do. Um, so I was dealing with a person that was committing fraud and stuff like that that I didn't know about. Sure. And upon discovering it, I actually was going to terminate the relationship sooner than I did. Uh, April, May, June, July, August, September. So about five months before it happened. Um, then when things really came to a head, it was uh, – I had a buddy and – 
him and my ex-wife started like hanging out a lot and i was like i asked him one night because he came over because i was we were building paintball guns together i was Mm -hmm. like hey i'm gonna build a gun we should play together we were hanging out all the time him and her started hanging out didn't really think a whole lot of it and then right because you trust your friend you should well more importantly you trust your wife yeah so you should be able to trust these people, especially when you didn't want to be with that person in the first place. Right. And that's that's one of the biggest things I can say. If you, if you know you don't really want to be with that person, don't. Right. Um, that doesn't mean that you're not going to find fault in a person that you do want to be with. But if Because you, we all have fault. Fuck tons of them. Yeah. But if you know that you don't want to be with that person early on, don't marry them. You just don't do it. It's fucking stupid. I did it. Don't be like me. Uh, if... You continue to know that after you get married, it's okay to get out. Mm-hmm. Um, so I they started acting weird around me. Like one night in particular, he came over and I was like, something like I, I walked outside with him. I was like, is something going on with you two? No, I wouldn't do that to you, man. And I was like, well, you guys are acting weird. No, man, no. So then I went inside and asked her. I was like, is something going on with you two? No. I was like, well, both of you are acting weird. She's like, did you say something to him? Yeah, I said something to him. What did he say? He said, no. That's why I'm talking to you. So then a couple days later, it was her birthday. She went out for her birthday and was gone till like 3 in the morning or something crazy like that. I was not there. She didn't spend her birthday with her husband? And her kids. Wow. Because she had two kids from a previous marriage and our son that we had together. So no, she didn't. And... Right before she came home, she called my buddy like three or four times at like 2.50 in the morning or something stupid. For that booty call. For that booty call. So I she was like, dip. I was like, hey, what's up with this? Because I did. I definitely checked the phone that night mm-hmm. because I was like, this is off, severely off. When she got home at three in the morning, I'm like, it's her birthday and you didn't spend it with your family. You're fucked. So I was like, I'm checking her phone. You're not ever supposed to check somebody else's phone, guys. Yeah, you're not supposed to, but there are times where I think it's okay. And I think I think with phones and stuff, you should have an open book. Like, you should be willing to, hey, if you need to look at my phone, you can. And if I need to look at yours, I should be able to. We should ha- have an open enough dialogue that if I thought it was necessary to check my partner's phone, I should be able to. And vice versa. It's not one of those things where, oh, I get to check you. You don't No. You should, I don't think there should be a lot that's hidden. Now, if you have a fucking journal or something, because this is something that, you, you're adamant on you should have your own space and stuff if you have a journal or something yeah respect that person's boundaries don't read their journal and shit unless they tell you hey you should read this because i wrote it about you um but outside of that yeah <laughs> but if you can here's the thing being a husband i can look at the fucking phone bill dude right so that's way more telling than what's on the phone you can delete calls texts all that shit you can't delete phone bills right so if i can have access to that i should have access to the phone and vice versa. That's just where I'm at with that. Uh, but anyway, so she called him a bunch of times and I was like, all right, you're out of here. So I gave her Das boot and she like tried to linger for like a week or two. So I just went and started staying with my mom. And I was like, you need to get the fuck out of the house. You don't need to be there. Ended up getting her to leave and then didn't hear from her unless it was a holiday or something. And she wanted to see my kid. Right. Uh, and that was a rarity. Then there was like a whole year of no contact. Hmm. Yeah. So with her, like there's, she'll go months without contact. And, uh, recently, like it had been two, 
two or three months since she had had any contact with my son. And basically, right before it gets to the point to where she can have her rights revoked, she will reach out. It's a weird, right. it's a the, weird control. The absolute thing. bare minimum that she has to do to maintain, basically, and yeah. she'll she'll do that for a few months or whatever, like a couple of months, and then she'll fall back off. Uh, she's supposed to pay child support. She doesn't do that, and I think that's hysterical. And then she'll get on Facebook and post all this bullshit about, oh, I can't get a hold of my ex and stuff like that. This recently happened, and uh, I can't get a hold of him. I don't know his address. We were staying with my mom. You know where my mom lives? No. Nah. Show up. I don't know his email address or anything. You are a fucking liar. Yeah. Like, come on. So then you, you get these weird sympathy people. But anyway, um, you know when you're not supposed to be in the relationship. Uh, if if you're struggling with the idea of remaining in the relationship, that means you— Then it's past time. Well, no, not necessarily. Yeah. So, okay, because we were talking about you hitting your rocky spot. Sure. And— I I know without a shadow of a doubt you had kicked it you kicked around the idea of maybe I just shouldn't deal with this. I didn't. Oh really? I didn't. Yeah. Um. I think it's really easy to be like I shouldn't deal with this. There there are several times. Yeah. I was listening to somebody recently, and they said if you wake up a few times a week and think why am I with my partner? That's pretty fucking normal. Really. That's that's what this individual had said. No, that's not normal. I don't. No, that's not healthy. No. I don't think it's healthy. I don't think it's healthy, but do I think people have phases where they're like, what the fuck? Yes, absolutely. No. No? No. I think if you're struggling with, okay, if you're like, should I be here? And that's ultimately the question, not I know I shouldn't be here, because those are two very different things. Should I be here? Maybe. And that's probably the point where it's okay to say, hey, I'm going to wait around and see. If it's I know I shouldn't be here, no, you shouldn't be there. I I have even now mm-hmm. never questioned if this is a relationship I should be in. Hmm. I've never questioned it. Interesting. Yeah, certainly certainly not in any of the time, you know, you know, maybe when, you know, I was 18 or 19 years old, you know, and you're 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 young and there's all this, you know, life ahead of you and you think, am I making the right decision by committing to this person at such a young age? But certainly, I mean, never since we've lived together or no. Interesting. Yeah, I, I just I mean, even now, I just don't. I mean, worst case scenario, the only thing that I would ever do would be just go on walkabout for a while. Just you know, write a note explaining how I'll be back, I promise, and then just go away for a while. See, and that's so (laughs) what's so funny about that is we were literally just talking a couple of minutes ago, and that's basically what Tara said she wanted to do. And you're like, that's not okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know what? It is okay. It's not. It's fucking completely And you know, and it's, it's shitty and selfish and they didn't do it. Yeah. Dick. I didn't do it. I know. I just wanted to call you a dick. Yeah. No, uh, I, I, I think it's natural to question, should mm-hmm. I be here? Should I be with this person? Blah, blah, blah. I think that's okay. Yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with See, that. See, I, 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 don't, I don't know. I, I just, if, if I got to the point where I thought, should I be with my wife? Is this the right investment? I think that just the sheer considering that 
if the answer isn't immediately, I, I just, just the idea of bringing up the question puts the whole thing in doubt. It's because you're a romantic though. Like you like the idea of this absolute and the fact that oh, matters, my whole life is absolutes. Yeah. Yeah. And the fact of the matter is life is not absolute. Yeah. Well, life is fucking stupid. Uh, well, mm. I welcome. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, life is not absolute. Yeah. So when, when we look at things like that, like we do have very unrealistic expectations of people and it's really easy to say, oh yeah, but I guarantee you if you would have had problems early on in your relationship, like let's say when you were 17, 18, you'd have fucking walked. Dude. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, for sure. Because there, there is, there is an investment that you have done. You sweat know. equity. Yeah. You've, you have invested time and effort into this relationship that's, with that person. That's, that's not to say that it's not the same person that you you could love the same way even sure. if you had those issues early on and it and it blew over or whatever whatever your issue might be let's say you guys just fucking argue a lot about where to eat yeah um okay is that something that's going to go on forever maybe maybe not you don't know but is that something worth breaking up with somebody over no so but but every relationship friendships employee employer mm -hmm. relationships are like that there is a certain amount of bullshit that you tolerate with someone and the question becomes is the benefits of the relationship, are they outweighed by the bullshit that you must tolerate? Well, I think basically, unless somebody is religiously cheating on you or I mean, cheating on you at all, that's just not fucking OK. Um, but if you've got somebody running around on you or beating you, like, I think that's when it's OK to leave. Yeah. You know what I mean? If there's physical abuse or uh, your your partner's just all in all stepping outside of the boundaries that you right, said you is your being, relationship. If you were being abused on some yeah, level, yeah. right? If they are abusing you or abusing the relationship, then I think that that's absolutely that's, the time that, to end. That, that's, but, but it's, people, it's, a, it's a time to end or it's a time to forgive because I mean, here, should you stay in a relationship where somebody's hitting you? Fuck no, no, yeah. no, not an advocate for that. So unless you're into getting hit. Yeah. Unless it's a kinky kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but no, like you should, that's not something that you should subject yourself to. Now, let's say you go out for drinks with your wife one night. She has a few too many. You guys get into an argument and she slaps you. Are you going to leave over that? Um, yes. Really? She hit me one time when we were kids. She hit me one time. I was being a complete fucking asshole. You did forgive her though because here we are. She hit me once and the entire tenor of the argument changed and I looked her right in the face and I said, that's your one. Never ever do that again i had enough of that as a child i'm not gonna suffer it as an adult damn and she's never done it again well that no that's fair but you like you said you had enough as a child but you did forgive right. her and that yeah. happened early yeah if she hit me if she hit me today i would hit her back and we would get divorced that would be it yeah you wouldn't forgive her today no not well, for hitting me really yeah that's so interesting yeah she can fuck somebody else and i can get over it if she hits me it, we're done. That's so interesting. Hmm. That's so profound. Yeah, because I'm just not going to do it. See, for me, it's the opposite. Right. I, for me, it's all right. If you're fucking somebody else, you're out. I can take a slap. Yeah. But I very different upbringings for you and I. Right. So I, I can understand that. Uh, it's it's weird. So yeah, you have to know where your boundaries are. Right. And I think I think that's probably a decent. Uh, decent space for us to kind of transition into is boundaries because ultimately 
that that's what's going to dictate what you're willing to deal with in a relationship and what you're not willing to deal with. And you had mentioned ending something prematurely earlier. Right. Understand your boundaries. Sure. Um, that's one of the best things that you can do for yourself is understanding your own boundaries and establishing boundaries and making those known. Sure. There's also you have to respect somebody else's boundaries, and that's a very hard thing to do, especially when your boundaries and their boundaries may be different. Right. Well, it's hard too because I mean, for example, I used to I used to work for a comic and game company. Yeah. And I was there for over 13 years, and I had worked my way up from being just a basic clerk to an assistant store manager, to a store manager, to the store manager of our flagship location, to the general manager of the company where the owners lived. They were absentee owners, lived in an RV, traveled the country. And, and you oversaw it all. And I, and I ran the day-to-day operations of the company. And so each store had their own manager and I oversaw the stores and what have you. And I regret leaving that job the way that I did. That is a relationship that ended prematurely. Um, and it ended prematurely because of me. Um, and and I, I regret that. Um, you know, there a lot of good has come for, for that company, me not being there. They've had a lot of opportunity to grow, me not being involved. Um, I've had a couple of interesting opportunities that I wouldn't have had if I was still there. But I regret that. I regret that relationship in my mind ended prematurely. But the issue was is that I had the impression or expectation that because of the small mom and pop nature of the company, that I had value to them, particularly the the primary, the, the, the husband and wife owners, but really the, the husband is the guy who I, I worked most closely with. And I thought that I was important to him. I thought that we had a special relationship. And I came to the conclusion that I was not important to him. And that broke my heart. It really made me sad. And you've since discovered that you are important to him. I don't, I don't, no, not to the degree that, not to the degree that I wanted to be important, not to the degree that I thought I was important. Um, but I, I don't know if he has, I don't know if he has it in him to say, to, to, to tell someone that they're important or to open up to that degree. Uh, but honestly, in a relationship of that length, I need that. I need to understand my value to you. That's why where I work now and still in the game industry, but I recognize that I am of absolute zero fucking significance and that I, I can be let go at any time. So I don't have any illusions about my involvement or my value to the organization because it doesn't matter how well I perform or how good things are. I am a replaceable cog that be, can be ground down, disposed of. Absolutely. What everybody is everywhere with everything. But 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 see, that's not the case, though. Um, and and I, I, I mean, certainly in my marriage, that is that is not the case. And, and, okay, I'm going to sound awful, but that particular relationship, yeah, because there's, there's you and there's memory, your wife. Mm -hmm. Could you be in another marriage and be just as successful? Absolutely. With somebody completely different? Yes. I, I don't, I don't think, I don't think that I could. Um, I truly believe in an in individual's uniqueness. I truly believe that there is no one like her. Mm -hmm. Um, 
Could I be happy in another relationship? I, I don't know. But honestly, if something happens to my marriage, I don't want another one. I am, I am genuinely a lazy person and I have no desire to put this, I, I, to put this level of skin in the, in the proverbial game. And I just don't want to do it. That's fair. But to say that you're not, the chances are, like just looking at the raw numbers, mm-hmm. that there is somebody that you are more compatible with. I, so while while you love your marriage and – God, I sound like such an asshole. There's nobody else that I would rather be with than my wife. So I completely understand where you're coming from there. And like when you're talking about the uniqueness of an individual and all of that, I completely understand. I empathize. That's not to say if she didn't exist, you wouldn't be in another relationship and happily married. It's possible, but there there are certain things that I see in other people's relationships that I just could not possibly tolerate. But you wouldn't be in that relationship. No, I wouldn't. I so, I would. I I wouldn't. I mean, I, ugh, no, I so, would not be in that relationship. I mean, that's that's that. It's as simple as that. Like, yeah, you can look at somebody else's relationship and be like, oh, what the fuck? But that's yeah. theirs. It's not yeah. yours. So some other relationship that you could have, it could be absolutely viable and it could be just as prosperous if not more or less than the one that you have now i could be one of those peoples that falls in love with an inanimate object and fucks buildings i could be that guy because that's hot yeah it is it's it's moistening it's it's like if you could have one of those fuck dolls Uh, oh that's almost ideal you know except for no conversation oh my god i there was a there was an amazing. You remember when prank phone calls were a thing? Prank yankers. Yeah. What years ago? Uh, I worked with a guy when I worked for the optical company, and he had a he had a CD of prank calls, but they weren't crank yankers, man. Like they were hardcore. And this guy had called into the sex doll company and makes the most outlandish requests about his sex doll. It's fucking brilliant. That's magical. <laughs> I, does she need eyes? I just, I'll just pluck them out when they get here. It doesn't matter. <laughs> that, that's amazing. <laughs> can I, wait a minute. What, what race would you like, sir? Can, can I have her, can I have her black on one side and Asian on the other? So when I get tired of fucking one race, I can roll her over and fuck the other. <laughs> <laughs> Put a face on either yeah. side. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Yeah, no, I mean, that was just absolutely brilliant. I'm just thinking about the wig that you would have on it. You flip the wig around, there's another face on the other side. I would want two fronts. I wouldn't want a front and a back. Mm. Yeah, I'm I'm a boob guy. See, I want two backs. I want I want one just, you know, really, really tight, barely take a pinky butthole, and then I need one that my fist could fall into. Yeah, see, I'd like boobs. Yeah, no. So mine would mine would have to have boobs. And I'd I'd want some variety. She'd have in my boobs, boobs on her back. I'd want big boobs on one and then bigger boobs on the other. You could have you could have you could have big boobs on the back you know like al bundy who thought that titties. women should have a breast one breast on the back for dancing <laughs> <laughs> that's fucked. yeah it is um but ba- back to the conversation okay so yeah i mean there, uh, anybody could be with there's a basically limitless number of people that you could end up with and that would be okay uh you basically just have to establish boundaries for yourself. You've clearly established the boundary in your relationship of no hitting. Yeah. So no, no hit Mike. Um, good. Yeah. Okay. And that's I'll fucking hit you back. Here's the thing. We are equal. It's 2018. We are equal. If you draw first blood, then we're, it's a fucking fight. It's on. Yeah. 
And there's people out there, oh my God, you're such a hateful misogynist. Are we equal or we're not? You fucking pick. You tell me if we're equal or if we're not. If we're the goddamn same, then don't fucking hit me or I'll hit you back. Damn. It's going to take some bitches out. <laughs> you don't ever hit me. Hit me. Hit me. I dare you. <laughs> Are you baiting the hits? Yeah, the thing is, is that we're not equal because I'll get arrested. Correct. That that will happen. <sighs> Jesus Christ. Well, you know what's so funny? So could you imagine calling the cops if your wife hit you? They'd be like, you little bitch. Yeah, no, it's absolutely, it's absolutely true. It's absolutely, absolutely true. The, so the, the guy who tried to kill my wife, um, before harassing her and ultimately attempting to murder her, he was harassing another man at, at her company, mm-hmm. right? Who happened to be my wife's friend. And... John had gone to human resources a number of times and complained and basically got the don't be a pussy, suck it up. However, if John had been a man and kicked the shit out of this guy in the parking lot, he would have lost his job been arrested. and he would have been arrested. And this, 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 this asinine double standard that we have in society about be a man, but don't handle things like a man. Isn't that bizarre? It's infuriating. It's, it's very odd. It, ugh. Absolutely fucking infuriating. It's very odd. Yeah. How do you play the game? Yeah. You don't. You become some emasculated douchebag who fucking holds his wife's purse while she's taking a shit in Dillard's. While she's shitting in Dillard's. Yeah. You've never held your wife's purse? No. No. Really? You can put it on the floor or in the chair next to me. And if somebody tries to take it, I will do everything in my power to stop them. I ain't carrying the fucking thing. Dang. See, because I... <laughs> I have no problem carrying the purse yeah. for her. If she's like, will you hold this for a minute? Sure. No yeah. big deal. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm secure enough <laughs> in my masculinity to be totally fine with that. But I also, I get doors. I'm a door getter. Yeah. So I go and I hold the door for her. And she'll be like, yeah. I can get the door. And I'm like, fuck you. No, you can't. Yeah. Because I'm here. You absolutely, she can get her own doors. But it's polite. You know what? I hold the door for as many men as I do women. Oh, see, I hold the door for mine. My girl more than I do anybody else. God, somebody's going to fucking rip on me for that. Oh, you think you own her? No, dick. I don't think I own her. I think that's a person. Yeah, if anything, she owns. That's that's the that's the thing is that they own you. Oh, absolutely. They own you. So you're their property. Marriage is a covenant. Both people are coming to each other. No, no. no. Hold on. I'm not saying that men don't get the lesser end of the stick, (laughs) but both. God. Well, that's why we, that's why the universe has decided that we get to come more easily. Men come more easily because women have all of the power. They control the vagine. They control the relationship. They control the money. They get to create life. The, we have to do the heavy lifting, the literal heavy lifting, the literal dying in war fighting for whatever bullshit they started and manipulated and then want to blame us for starting it. We at least get to come more easily. Wow. Guys, what do you have to say about that? <laughs> you, Whatever target was on me. <laughs> I, I know the listeners have forgotten that I have. Now it's on you. Yeah. Pass. Whatever. Whatever. Fuck <laughs> it. What this is the most hated show. <laughs> um, God damn it! 
We can't, we cannot stay on topic for shit. We can't, we're the worst. We're absolutely the worst. You know what? How many relationships have we ended with listeners with this episode? That's what I want to know. At least four. Yeah, at least four. At least four. Oh, shit, we've lost half our audience. How many, how many listeners relationships have we ended? That's, (laughs) that's one of those things that I want to know. Because could you imagine having somebody's wife walk into them, hearing us talk about fucking a sex toy? (laughs) Oh, yeah, you get a sex doll. You get a sex doll. Yeah, I I don't think I could fuck a sex doll. I mean- I can rub one out in the shower with the best of them, but I don't think I could put my dick in something plastic. So we we had a conversation, Tara and I did, and she's like, could you fuck a sex doll? And I was like, there's part of me that wants to think the novelty could be fun once, but yeah. I could not regularly fuck one. Like, would I try it? Yeah. Maybe. That's a hard maybe, though. Yeah. I don't, I doubt it. And I was like, what about you? And she's like, she's like, I'm in the same place that you are. She's like, it could seem like it could be okay as like a novelty one time. She's like, but all in all fucking weird she's like oh, and no. i don't think i want any part of it are you are you kidding if i was a chick i would get one of those big bouncy balls that looks like a yoga ball with handles that's, on it that's and different a huge though. It's, it's and different I would though. ride that and bounce around my neighbors would be complaining <laughs> like that fucking whore above me it is fucking something again it doesn't look like it it doesn't look like a dead person though and i think yeah. that's what the difference is like you have this lifeless thing laying mm-hmm. in front of you like, cause Either you Cosby him. Is yeah, that, yeah, you're, you're, yeah. You're, you're co- well, we were talking about Westworld too, because I brought that into it. I was like, if it was a Westworld doll, I would totally fuck one of those. Mm, I can't. It's too human. That that's what I'm saying. If it's basically human, oh, you would totally bang one. If you yeah. had some smoking hot redhead come up to you, mm, she's not. Oh, so yeah, no, because then I would feel like I'm taking advantage of a if, robot. If yes, if a smoking hot redhead came up to me and was like, "Hey, Mike, you can you know you can drill me in the shitter for three hundred dollars." Oh, okay, but if it's a robot, I don't know. I would feel I would feel somehow dirty. But if it's programmed to do that, nice. then you would not, you it's... would be defying its programming and you would make it self destruct. Yeah, but it would then... be like, "Am I not logical?" <laughs> and it would explode, and it would be your fault. No, I couldn't. I couldn't do that. I couldn't do that. No, so I think that the advice to take away from this particular episode about the dissolution of relationships is, one, if you are listening and we used to be friends, I'm sorry, I don't care. Um, but <laughs> more importantly, uh, I'm just being glib. Uh, but more importantly is that it's really, really important to recognize what those boundaries are. Yeah. And, and to establish those boundaries from the beginning of the relationship. The problem for me in my relationship is is that we got together so young i didn't really understand what those boundaries were and so they sort of got established over time as opposed to from the beginning that's going to happen with anything though so you're you're going to have things that you won't tolerate right like well here's here's the thing don't be a petty cunt don't be nitpicky and just don't just don't be nasty well yeah pick and choose your battles for certain because there's if, if if you're not you're just going to be an ass all the time and your partner's going to leave you. Right. So don't be don't be petty like you said. Yeah. Oh, um but you're going to you're going to learn that you have boundaries as you're with somebody too and they might be different yeah. and that's just going to come through good communication. Right. All right, you know, when you do this it it makes me feel kind of shitty so right. could we not do that? Right. Thanks. And that's, you know, that's how you establish a new boundary at some point. If it comes yeah. up, if not, whatever, and then don't make a boundary that doesn't need to come up, I guess. Right. Don't roll your fucking eyes. Don't. Oh, that's. <sighs> oh, the eye rolling. So. Eye, re- eye rolling mm. is 
Oh God, what's the word I'm looking for? When I Cunty. Roll, no, contempt. Yeah, cunty. When you when you when you roll your eyes at someone else, that is a level of contempt that should be criminal. They're actually you should probably be prosecuted. Perhaps even capital punishment. Perhaps punched in your taint. Yeah. The taint that, punch that should be the punishment for the taint, it. The taint punch is hard because you have to fold your fingers in a very, very specific way no, no, no. to See, punch the taint. I disagree. This is how the taint punch should happen. And it can happen to a girl too. Whatever space is between your genitals and your butthole, that's where you're getting hit. Mm-hmm. Okay. And punishment is you gotta lay there and they get to punch you there. They don't have to there's no rule to how the fist has to be made. <laughs> okay. You just you get punched there for being cunty. Right. Like you said, con, 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 contemptuous, cunty. Yeah. Yes. So I wonder if so if Tracy Lords was being cunty, and she had to get a Tate punch, you would have to have tremendous accuracy because you're gonna fall into one gaping, gaping orifice. Good for her. Yeah. Well, I, I think like Tracy Lords is hot. I, I mean, she was hot. I think that's a win for her then, because yeah. then her cuntiness paid off. Yeah. She got fisted. Yeah. I don't think fisting. I don't think women enjoy that. I don't know. I wasn't there. I don't know. I mean, I've seen a number of documentaries where women seem to enjoy it. God, I miss you so much. (laughs) It's only been two weeks. I know, but like, okay, I'm I'm around the people that are so uptight all the time. And like, I'll crack a joke. And like, now they're starting to understand that, oh, you don't take Chris seriously. He's a dickhole. Yeah. But... But then it's like nobody else is willing. He's a drippy, seeping dickle. Yeah, nobody else will be like, hey, <laughs> hey, where's the airplane keys? <laughs> I was explaining that to uh, somebody, and they were like, what the fuck? And I was like, no, he's a good man. Okay, so so for the audience, an airplane key is a Stanley box cutter. <laughs> very, very shortly after 9-11, I started referring to the Stanley box cutter as the airplane key. It was a week later. <laughs> Too soon? <laughs> Yeah, no, it's absolutely. Oh my god, my brother's still just brutally offended by. That. Well, then there's the documentaries, like oh yeah, because pornography are documentaries. They're they're real people doing real things. That, you know what's bad is kids are convinced of that. <laughs> so all these dumb kids, they fucking yeah. watch a bunch of porn and they get on Tinder. They find somebody that's willing to fuck them and they totally fuck it up. And they're like, yeah. oh yeah, come on, no, 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 I'm gonna put it in your pooper. Yeah, no, you're not. Yeah. And she gets to choose there, not yeah. him. He's like, oh. Well, the, the, the thing is, is that there are countless documentaries that espouse that ejaculate is good for the skin. That if it is rubbed into one's breasts or face, it is good for the complexion. Is that what they're telling you? Yeah. You, that's, that's, I mean, that's, I'm, I'm not inferring that. That's not. It's I heavily mean, implied. No, th- that's that's what in art they call subtext. <laughs> in art, no. Somebody somebody mentioned watching a documentary the other day, and I just started fucking. Laughing. They weren't even talking about porn. I was like, yeah. "What kind of documentary was it?" No, because my wife and I we actually watch a lot of legitimate. Yeah, actual like documentaries. Earth's animals. Yeah. number two. Yeah, then we don't watch lame ones. Um, in fact, we used to go to in, in Columbia, Missouri, in the college there. There is a, a film festival every year called True False, and it is a documentary film festival. That's so hot. Is we it like backroom casting couch? No, no. It's it's actual like uh, um, uh, what was the one about General Butt Naked? It was about a uh, it was about an African warlord who would go into battle. 
naked. Good. And he believed that while he was naked, he was impervious. Nothing can yeah. hurt me. And then he, he, he stopped being a warlord and converted to Christianity and became a preacher. And it's really interesting. What a sweet guy. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I mean, a rapist murderer, but yeah, really, I mean, stand up. That uh, So, no, I tried to get, I try to get details and I try to keep it vague enough to where it's still funny for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's my challenge so i'm like what kind of documentary were you watching and they're like it was about baking and i'm like that's no, hot. hot and they're like yeah. they're like yeah no it's about it's about dusting doughy just white doughy shit with powder yeah basically and they're like and then you squirt the cream in there and i'm like yeah where does the cream go uh, uh, double boiler i'm gonna have to look that up on urban he was Dictionary. talking he was talking about one about military strategy yeah. okay and the way that it was worded, oh yeah, I was watching this documentary about World War II, so I'm like, oh, <laughs> a timepiece, eh? <laughs> oh, here's your weekly word of wisdom. All right, shoot. Here's the thing: nobody wants to hear you complain. However, if you can't complain, you show a lack of imagination. Goddamn. So we're supposed to bitch just in in spurts, just yeah. little bitches. No one, no one wants to hear you bitch. But you're if you if you can't bitch, you're probably a boring person. You you got to bitch creatively, I think. Yeah, that's Can what you do I creative just said. Bitching? Yeah, yeah. That's what I just said. Yeah, no, yeah, you 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 worded it. You didn't use those words. Yeah, I think that I, I was articulate, I and you that, were cryptic. No, I I think that what I said was is that. If you can't bitch, you show a lack of imagination or creativity. Yeah, but I was articulate. You're, you're, <laughs> you're, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make a bukkake documentary all about you. That's that's amazing. I'm gonna get, it's good for your hair. It's not good for my hair. Uh, I think it's great for your hair. I never ejaculate my own hair. Yeah, I think that you probably should. I actually shot over my shoulder once. Did you? I was lying on my back. I was, you know, messing around with my lady and went above my shoulder. 